Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello and welcome to the WP Builds Podcast. This is episode number 174, entitled WordPress Page Builders versus SaaS Page Builders. It was published on Thursday the 9th of April 2020. My name's Nathan Wrigley and I'll be joined in a few minutes by David Wormsley so that we can have our little debate about the subject of page builders. But before all of that, let me just do a little bit of housekeeping. I would love it if you were able to share the podcast. If you get value out of it, I would really appreciate a little bit of a share. You can do that in any which way you like. You could send an email to somebody or do a blog post or something like that. It's entirely up to you. But another way you could share it would be to go to your favorite podcast player. And if there's a way of rating the podcast, for example, on Apple Podcasts, there's a star rating system. I'd certainly appreciate that. Other ways that you can keep in touch with what we do, head over to wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe. And over there, there's a whole page full of useful ways of keeping in touch with the content that we produce. There's email lists to join. There's our Facebook group of over two and a half thousand WordPressers. And there's things like links so that you can subscribe on your podcast player of choice. That's wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe. Another page worthy of mention is wpbuilds.com forward slash deals. I say this every week, but it's a bit like Black Friday, but every day of the week. Over there, you can find coupon codes for tons of WordPress-related products. So wpbuilds.com forward slash deals if you're in the market for something WordPress-y this week. Speaking of WordPress-y, perhaps you own a WordPress plugin or theme or are involved in a WordPress-specific company. Well, the WP Builds podcast might be just the place to get your product's message out. You can find out more at wpbuilds.com forward slash advertise. Right, let's talk about what's going on in the podcast this week. As I said, it's David Wormsley and I, episode 174. We're talking about page builders of the SaaS variety. For example, Wix, Weebly, Squarespace, that kind of thing. And also WordPress page builders. So Beaver Builder, Breezy, Elementor, things like that. And we talk about which is better. Are there any situations where one is preferable over another? For example, what if you were brand new to web development? Would you go for SaaS or would you stick with WordPress? Is there any benefits of one over the other? Is the community better in one than the other? Is it easier to use one than the other? Well, We discuss it all in this week's podcast, and I hope that you enjoy it. Hello, today's discussion is another debate, which we're calling WP Page Builders versus SaaS Page Builders. So here we're really talking about the page builders that are on WP Org, WordPress Org, not .com, we're excluding that. So we're talking about things like Beaver Builder, Elementor, Divi, Oxygen, Brizzy, against the likes of Wix, Weebly, Squarespace, Moonfruit. I don't know if they're still around. Do you know, Nathan? No, it it's just only occurred to me as you said that, that I really have no no knowledge of them whatsoever. I thought they were, I thought they were into like making gift cards or something but <laughs> i think somebody else said they were british uh page but i don't know there was a few around there's a lot yeah and they in when i first looked i think about 
kind of 2014 I was looking at them. Moonfruit were big in the UK then. Oh, okay. Yeah, not familiar mm. with them. But certainly Wix, Weebly and Squarespace, their names keep coming up all the time. So more, more familiar with them. But as we'll, as we'll no doubt find out, not incredibly familiar, much more familiar with the WordPress stuff. So this will be interesting. Yeah, and to set up the debate correctly, we're just talking about kind of bog-standard brochure sites that might need a blog or a shopping cart, maybe. So we're going to exclude, aren't we, from these debates, more specialist SaaS apps like Webflow, as far as I can see, is aimed more at developers. And, yeah, so, so that's it. The, so the idea is that we would we would be pitching as a client. Mm. We'd be coming to somebody in the WordPress space who builds websites and saying, what can you do for me? I kind of need a contact form. I might need to sell a couple of things. I need 10 or so pages and a, you know, a, a different homepage and a blog, perhaps just something very basic that we can easily throw together in, in either of those platforms without having to, to leverage uh, too much in terms of building a, a plugin ourselves or using an API or anything like that. Yeah, indeed. And, uh, well, my wife tossed a coin for us and I got, I was really lucky. I got sass. <laughs> <laughs> you got all sassy, um, which means I'm, which means I'm stuck with WordPress. Listen to us both. We're, we're already pivoting as if sass is going to win. So that's quite interesting. <laughs> so, uh, shall I begin? Yeah. Or do you wish to begin? No, no, please go for it. Okay. So I, although I'm going to say these things, we throw together like a Google document and uh, David actually put together many of the arguments on both sides. So I'm, I'm kind of going to go through this little laundry list because your your list was incredibly well thought through, I thought. So the first point that is, is worthy of mention, I suppose, is the, the ownership. That, that, I think, is the prime thing that comes to mind is that at the end of the day, if you build your site in WordPress, whether or not it's with a page builder or not, you have ownership. You have the right to zip that up, dump the database and take it anywhere you like. It's yours. The, um, you know, the website builder, depending on what kind of contract you've got with them, they can, um, they can just zip it up and give it all to you and you can take it somewhere else. You know, you could host it on your own local environment. You could take it to a different host, move it from WP Engine over to Kinster, over to Cloudways, whatever you prefer. And you've just got full ownership of it. Whereas with a SaaS platform, you, you, you don't have anything. You know, you've basically you're renting that space for the period of time that your contract is is happening and you're paying the bill on a monthly basis or an annual basis. And as soon as you cease to pay that, it, it's no it's not yours. Now, I confess I'm not that sure about the export options, but I, I know that you you don't own the the infrastructure on which it's built you don't own the the technique for which it's built you know you you can't claim ownership and i know we could get into all sorts of gpl crazy stuff at this point about who owns what but um let's just say that ownership is one point last time we did this debate david we I, you went through the laundry list first but i'm interested in this debate if it's all right with you if if i say one thing and then you come back yeah. against that how does that sound yeah, I want to counter this one. So ownership, yeah, because you hinted at what we won't get into, but in a way we have to because a lot of the the WordPress page builders, you're kind of locked into them in a way that you weren't with WordPress. So you, you even if the GPL, really, to get the updates, you're going to need to keep continuing to pay that subscription. So is there that much difference? And then, of course, a lot of them didn't even adopt GPL or they've got some of the cloud service that's attached to it which isn't really gpl so when you get into page builders anyway whether on wordpress or not 
isn't there a certain kind of sense of renting it? Well, yes, but of course, what we forgot to do at the top of the show is we forgot to mention the uh, the elephant in the room, Gutenberg, as a page builder. <laughs> and uh, yeah. and if we're using the Gutenberg, the block editor, as a page builder, then those questions are pretty moot. In that, yes, I think you could rightfully say that the the GPL applies to you, and you can you can do what you like with it. But you are right; it, it all sorts of cloudy areas in terms of. Um, who owns what and I know that you in particular are very keen on this and you've done an awful lot of digging around in the background and whilst naming no names there has been some sort of chatter about which page builders have um, have got things which honour the GPL in a sort of robust way and which ones um, less so or, or, or not at all um, in some cases. Um, but yeah, you're right. You, you, it, it is difficult and you would have to on a case by case basis. But in a perfect world with the perfect um, page builder, with the perfect GPL licensing in there, I think it's I think it's fair to say that you, you do own everything, but you do have to look carefully. Um, and mm. I know that you do. And so I'm sure that in the sites that you build on WordPress, you could make that claim for yourself. Yeah. I mean, other David, the non-SAS guy, arguing that I would completely agree with you there. But I do start to think, yeah, it's it's things have changed, I think, you know, when it comes to open source. We are so much more dependent on other things that the ownership argument isn't as strong as it used to be. And I think particularly with page builders. So, I, do you know, um, one thing to sort of counter my own argument, interestingly, is I wonder how much... I wonder how much people care about that stuff anymore, in all honesty, in the same way that, you know, in when I was growing up, everybody bought vinyl and wanted to consume music. You'd buy vinyl because it was, the, you know, you could listen to the radio, but you had no control over that. You just heard what came your way. So you'd buy vinyl and then that was some to some extent replaced by cassettes and then CDs and so on. And 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 even MP3s were available for sale. And now we've moved to this sort of rented model where Spotify, as an example, seems to be the, the largest player in the space. Spotify will will rent you an entire collection of music, millions and millions of songs, but you own none of it. Mm. You um you simply mm. have the right to play it to yourself in your house, presumably not in a pub or on a, in a concert or anything, for the period of time in which you have it. Um, and I, I do feel that, yeah, sort of going to your side of the argument, people aren't so bothered about that anymore. It seems like the subscription rental economy is growing and growing. And I, I wonder if people care. Yeah, they don't seem to too much. No, you know. no. Uh, definitely things have moved in WordPress in terms of that open source roots where you know everybody's contributing to this open source project to building other businesses, some of which won't be open source on top of WordPress. I think there's been a, a shift and page builders have brought that. Yeah, I, I feel that the, the shift towards digital stuff so, for example, if, if I bought a, a CD, you know, it was a physical object. It resided somewhere and the, the music lived on that object. And so claiming ownership of it was really easy. It was in my possession. It was in the bounds of my house. It was on my property. It's mine, you know, whereas with the with the digital stuff, it doesn't matter where you've got it. You know, it's even WordPress. It's on a server. But who owns that server? And where where did the code come from? And how did it get there? And, and who actually owns it? Because you can't you can't sort of pick it up and handle it. So it feels like yeah. with digital stuff, the, the, the idea of ownership got lost somewhere. And people are just happy to, well, it works. That's all I need. It's working. I don't really care who owns it. So yeah. Okay. Interesting. 
Shall I give you mine and you yeah. can try and counter yeah, mine? Yeah, yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is the hardest one. So SaaS, you get the one vendor and it completely removes all those complexities that you get with these kind of stuck together WordPress solutions where you are picking a plugin from here and there. So it's just taken care of. You've got nothing to worry about. One place to go, even for your domain, you know, you can pick that up from the SaaS apps and everything you're hosting, your domain, all together, no conflicts, just one vendor to deal with. Well, I mean, where's the fun in that? <laughs> What's the, what? Things don't break? What's the fun in that? No, I mean, you know, on a serious note, it, it is a strong argument, isn't it? And I suspect that this is the, the compelling argument in terms of people who just want a website. They've got no interest in ownership. They've got no interest in um, spending ages becoming skilled in Photoshop. They've got no interest in all of the complexities of building stuff. This is this is a very compelling argument. And it no doubt is the... Well, you, you've seen the adverts for these the, the likes of Squarespace on the telly, on the internet and so on. And this is the point that they make, isn't it? It's easy. We just take care of everything. Just pay us pay us some money each month and it will work. We'll do your hosting, we'll get your domain, we'll sort your SSL certificate. It's just there. Log in, build your site, click publish, that's it, walk away, you're done. Yeah. Um, perfect. You know, nobody can argue with it. And the fact that there's there's loads and loads of platforms with million, do- well, I'm sure multiple, multiple million dollar turnovers indicates mm-hmm. that that seems to be the direction of travel for an awful lot of people. They they don't wish to hire a professional. They're quite familiar with working with their computer. They've got a you know they've got a slew of web apps, probably working online for their documents. They can drag and drop things. They're quite happy to do it. Can't argue with that. But the Achilles heel, of course, in that argument is that you can only do what they let you do. You can only do it. So let's take Squarespace. Um, you look at their look at their pricing. I think it's squarespace.com forward slash pricing. Go over there and you can see uh, a whole bunch of different plans. So, for example, you've got four different plans at the time of listening to this podcast. And and there's a whole, you know, it's like a pricing table with ticks. And if you're prepared to pay $10 a month, you're going to get these things. And if you pay 15 you get a few extras. And so it goes until that list runs out. And once that list has run out, it doesn't matter how much you pay, that's it. That's all you got. Whereas I bring to you the WordPress plugin repository with its <laughs> 748 billion plugins to do just about anything. So my rebuttal to that would be, yes, it's all well and good having it all done on one platform and the convenience of all that. But but what if you want it to do something that it doesn't do? And I'm sure you've got an mm. argument for this, actually. No, but I'm, you know, I'm just, that's an awful lot of plugins to go through to find the 50 that are really good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Have I got a rebuttal for that one? Well, you know what? The thing is, we're talking about, we've confined it to our brochure sites. Now, are they ever going to need all of that functionality? Most of the businesses that this could be appealing to, a lot of the clients that I get, I think are going to be, you know, they're going to build their site. That's enough to get that, you know, to actually have the presence of mind to get together some content to build it. They're going to be stuck with that for the next three, four, five years or whatever. And it's probably unlikely that they're ever going to want any extra plugins or extensions on it. They're probably just going to stick with that. So your local kind of businesses, your trade businesses. So 
Yes. That's yeah, kind point. of my rebuttal. This is a complexity, if you like. All the options that you could have can just stop you getting the job done. Yeah, there's a term for it, isn't there? I can't remember what it is, but there's a term for when you are completely yes. stymied by the, the choice available. You, you're just completely confused because there's so many choices that you could possibly have. It's a bit like going into a you know, a supermarket or something and you, all you want is a particular thing and you realise there's 12 of them. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Somebody decide yeah. for me. Put it in the trolley for me. Pick the best one. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, I, I was kind of leading you towards the, the things like the Squarespace and Wix API where you can. Um, ah, yes. So I've, I've given you that. You, you'll have to explain <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's... That's true. I mean, I don't know so much about Wix. Obviously, Wix has changed a lot and it's competitive, so I'm sure it has got it. But certainly Squarespace has got its own API. And if you've got, you know, the JavaScript skills, because that's what it really relies on, then there's an awful lot you can do. So you are working within templates, which, of course, removes a lot of your decision making for you because there's a whole bunch of those. But you can amend it with some JavaScript if you need to. Mm. And maybe for the low costs that you were mentioning, the cost there, you know, you think how much decent WordPress hosting is because kind of how complex it can be at times. You know, you've really bought everything in that one go, including your domain, I think, when it comes to Squarespace. And and should you need um, it... yeah. Sorry, did I cut? <laughs> Should you need it, you can no, no. Um, add, a, you know, a few tweaks to it as well. I would say, though, that, um, and again, this is kind of slightly inflammatory. If you're going to start a website, you should aim for it to be massive, absolutely groundbreaking, world dominating. None of this mediocrity of I just want a brochure site, which is going to have 10 pages and a contact form and maybe flog a few things. And that's the limit of my ambition. You should go in with the ambition of building Facebook. That's the that's the that's the primary <laughs> entry point for anybody building a website. And with that in mind, you can you can grow with WordPress in a way which you absolutely can't. You know, there's a there's a whole bunch. I would I would I'm probably going to say millions of people who are familiar with designing plugins, amending plugins, installing plugins, modifying them, tweaking them, and so on. So you don't have the you don't have the limitation. You are not confined and stifled by the the boundaries of the platform. So aim big, start with a platform that you know you can grow with, and that's WordPress. Okay, I'm going to counter that with the opposite. Start with, so you don't know, you're going to put your website out there, you don't know how well it's going to do. Start with the lowest costs and the quickest startup on there. If you need to amend, you've paid so little that you can go and join WordPress later down the line. Chances are you're not going to need it. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, th I think I think we just we could bang our heads on this one forever, couldn't we? But yeah, I think I think certainly in, on this point, there are definitely clear. Mm. I think there's some some clear blue water, as they say, between us both. <laughs> and I can see that in some situations, one of one of one of them works well, and in other situations, it doesn't. But I still have some more arguments. What about so, for example, let's talk about SEO. The, yeah. the capabilities of SEO on WordPress are just incredible. You know, you've got a whole bunch of 
um, a whole bunch of options to choose from. There's a variety. I mean, the, I can probably list five off the top of my head plugins which will help you out. There's, you know, the, the 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 blogging structure and the structure of all of the RSS feeds and all of that kind of stuff is SEO optimized. You can tweak it to within an inch of its life. You can fiddle with everything, especially if you install some of these third-party plugins. And so I would argue that you've got a you've got a much better chance of ranking for SEO than you would do on uh, a Squarespace, Squarespace and Wix platform where you've, you've just got what they've got out of the box. Yeah, I'm going to have to concede on that one. It is one of its weaknesses, I think, with all of them, particularly things like blogs, because you can't categorize because they are page building. So they're individual individual pages that aren't dynamic. So you definitely win on that one. Mm. Okay, that's good. I, I can, I'll take that one. <laughs> Another one that I would say, not necessarily the same kind of an argument, but similar-ish, is control over various things. So, for example, we just mentioned control over SEO, but what about things like control over the environment in which it is hosted? So let's say, for example, you're a speed freak and you really want speed to, to enable your SEO to climb higher. And in order to do that, you take a, a different approach. You, For example, you might want to slim down the code. And so you, you work with your developer to, to get the most efficient code that you can possibly get. You might start with a very basic uh, page builder structure. You might go for a theme, which is obviously crucial to, to reduce the amount of uh, data that's traveling over the wire. And also, you know, the hosting environment itself, you can tweak all of that, caching, enabled, there's all sorts of different permutations, different setups. I mean, goodness knows the hosting debate. Who's the best host can go on <laughs> and on and on. But you've got options there. You can flick from one host to another because you've heard that these guys have implemented some crazy great technology. You can fiddle with the theme to make the code output exactly what you want. I'm guessing that the novice Squarespace Wix user couldn't have any of that stuff. You're right, but maybe they've got some advantages here, I think, because, well, say something like Squarespace, I think it runs fairly fast. Maybe not so much always with Wix, but Squarespace, I think, do it. But they provide things that you would have to pay extra money for. So if you've got a global audience or something, they've got CDNs kind of just built into that, sending out your images for quick downloads. And... and Perhaps even stepping back, because I conceded on the SEO, that's probably one of its weaknesses. It does change your file names for for both Wix and Squarespace uh, that you upload, so you don't get that extra benefit. But when you think about it, with the SEO, the speed, I mean, you're going to have this kind of reliable speed source where when you're talking about yours, you're going to have to pick the hosting. Hosting, as we know, changes. Other people buy them out, and then they try and squeeze the resources there. You don't know as well when it comes to the WordPress page builders. They keep growing all the time, and you've got no control over how bloated they might become and how much they may slow you down. Mm. So that. There may be a few advantages. And anyway, SEO, perhaps, you know, mostly it's about the titling and your content. So even though it might have a small, a few things where I have to concede that WordPress will be better in the overall scheme of things, perhaps it's just, you know, kind of easier and more reliable to kind of just kind of get that speed in the first place with Squarespace. The um, my my assumption would be, uh, and again, I'm kind of arguing against myself here. My assumption would be that there are some highly clever people who are working on that problem for those platforms, 
trying to make it as as good as possible. You know, it would be unacceptable, wouldn't it, if you were the owner of mm. Squarespace to have a default system which was all right. You'd, yeah. you would, you know, it would be incumbent upon you for you, for the future of your business to be recognised as a as a leader in having speedy sites. The 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 I suppose what I'm arguing for is is not that that Squarespace is slow. It's just that you can tweak the 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 way that that works in WordPress, and you have the option should you be technical or should you employ somebody who's technical to <clears throat> to implement things like caching in particular ways that you that works best for you. You know, to to move host to some host who has uh, clearly demonstrated that they're they're working really well at the moment, and all of their technologies are, are aligned, and and it's it's very fast platform. Um, no doubt they are very fast. Those pages, no doubt their system is optimized for everything that you can put in. But you know, I would still say it's it's good to have that that capability to change and fiddle and alter. Yeah, but what if I get a client? They come to me. And they, you know, they're a London-based client, and, but they also, they've particularly got different markets all over the place. So they've got Australians that they need to pick and they've got some folks in the States as well. Complete opposite ends. How much is that going to cost me to be able to reach those kind of people with the same kind of experience? If I go to Wix or Squarespace, I'm going to get that for just a few dollars, which is included with my page builder as well. Yes, and at this point, I'm going to cough very loudly um, <laughs> because they're the, the economics, yeah, you're right. You're going to have to go to, well, you're either going to have to build that solution yourself or figure out some kind of CDN, um, yeah. which, yeah, <laughs> good grief. Yeah, the, the economics don't stack up uh, in, in my favor. Assuming that the, the Squarespace CDN is is all it claims to be, for that low monthly price, you're right. It's pretty darn good, and it would be complicated. Well, you know, somebody like yourself, who's done this stuff before, it wouldn't be all that complicated. But for a DIYer, that would be, well, I mean, not only the the cost of it all, but the time to research and figure out what you want. Yeah, I, I yeah, yeah. I think you've I think you've rebutted that argument quite nicely there, especially <laughs> in light of somebody who just wants a website. Please, I don't want to be involved in fiddling with anything yeah i'll get more into this side actually now. yeah, but yeah i'm yeah. thinking about you know, this, you're know. never going to touch wordpress again are you that's interesting okay okay what about this and uh i can sense a tidal wave of uh capable comments coming your way coming from you after this one the wordpress community the wordpress community you go you, you get into wordpress there's a, there's a community of hundreds of thousands of people all out there in their different Slack channels. They're different, you know, go on to wordpress.org or make.wordpress.org. The community, all of these events, you can get yourself involved in WordPress events, meetups and WordCamps and so on and so forth. You know, get help for problems that you run into. Join Facebook groups, ask people. There's always a, a source of knowledge somewhere. And a lot of it, in all honesty, certainly in my experience, has been very friendly. I made a lot of real-world friends by using WordPress. I don't know how many people using Squarespace could say the same. Ah. <laughs> so, community, yes, and you get kind of debates like this going on in it. Exactly. Um, <laughs> well, you know, again, the other side of that is that such an unfocused you know, a focused community. In fact, you made the point for me when we were talking earlier, which I'm going to put against that, which is the fact that, you know, you join the WordPress community for help about working with 
and you get so many different opinions on the 70 million plugins that there are, which is the best one that they should be using for their particular job. Go to something like Squarespace, join a community there, which I must admit, I don't know what that's like, or, or Wix. You're just going to be talking about how to use that one platform, getting down to the stuff that's actually going to be helpful to you doing the job that you need to do. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, I, it, it would be very, very remiss of me to to not recognize, you know, our own uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. WP Builds is part of the WordPress community, so we mustn't shoot ourselves in the foot too much. <laughs> we love our audience. Um, okay, let's move on. I think I think you you know it's interesting, but the, the community is is not really what we're talking about. It's just sort of like an aside. Um, yeah. But but kind of staying with that whole community ethos a little bit. What about the the option to to kind of develop an interest in something that you may not have been interested in? So website building, as an example, I the reason I'm in WordPress is because I wanted to fiddle with with web technologies. I, I didn't intend really, as I'm sure is the case for many of us, I didn't really intend for this to become my job. It just kind of happened and it happened because I was able to download things for free. I could start to tinker with some open source code, you know, learn a bit of HTML, learn a bit of PHP, learn a bit of JavaScript and CSS and so on. And I could actually mm. figure out how to do things for myself. And as time went on, became more capable and suddenly out of nowhere comes the offer of paid work. And and so that idea, I think, you know, if you're if you're working with one of these SaaS platforms, there's no there is no way into that. I wouldn't have thought there is no possibility for you to think, do you know what? Rather than phone up my developer, this little tweak, which I've always got him or her to do, you know, I want to just change that particular thing, which is, you know, they always tell me how they'll have it done in a couple of minutes and it's easy to do. Well, I want to work it out for myself. And you can, of course, do that. And that's lovely. Yeah. It brings you brings you knowledge, perhaps even a career. Well, that's very nice for you, Nathan. But, you know, some <laughs> of us have got more important things to do. You know, we'd need to look after the client's marketing and things like that. So somebody's coming to me. I'm going to build them their site with Wix. They're not going to worry about it. It's going to look very nice. And we can concentrate my time and efforts on getting their marketing right. Yeah. And, yeah, it'd be nice to potter around and learn a little bit of HTML or something, or Flash maybe, something like that. It's going to last for a long time. What about Cold Fusion? <laughs> Let's go with that. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> Oh, so, I can't believe I'm saying these things. Um, yeah, but yeah. Okay. That's my All counter right. to yeah, that. Well, yeah, well, uh, yeah. There I are mean, some people. I mean, uh, you know, I know through clients that have come to us, um, you know, there are people who build their businesses around kind of selling on because the client's not interested in knowing the technology behind things. They just want the website. So they build them on Squarespace, you know, much quicker and can focus on other things like some of use you know they build their seo platform even using these tools because they're not much of designers and they help them with other marketing mm -hmm. so yeah there is the other side okay i think i've made most of the arguments that i want to make i mean there are a few things that i was going to draw out as separate points so for example a plug-in for everything and, and multilingual options and so on but I, I think i've i think i've made the broad points that i want to make so now i'm going to open it up to you and say if there's anything that you haven't said that i need to uh you know, that I need to rebut. Go for it. Well, I guess they all come under the same thing, which I maybe mentioned at the beginning, which was kind of like security with WordPress having to deal with that plugin updates and conflicts. So really, you need somebody to be spending a considerable amount of time managing because there's all these different 
add-ons that are going in to make this overall website that you have to keep watching. So, you know, those conflicts and all of that, you're, you're very unlikely to come across those, I think, if you're using the SaaS app. So you, that, that's one thing that's not going to cost money because it's going to cost somewhere along the line and you can focus on something else. So that would be my thing. Also, you know, you're not going to get any rip-off developers saying, yeah, you've got a problem, your site's got hacked, you know, just give me a couple of grand and I'll, I'll sort it out. Um, you've just kind of completely destroyed most of our business models, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, the idea that, um, that they, they don't have to deal with plug-in conflicts or security updates. Yeah, I, I, can't, I can't argue against that, really. Although it keeps me busy and it does provide... You know, I'm sure a lot of us base a few of our website care plans on the notion of updating things. And this is an important thing. And if you've chosen to go onto WordPress for a, a myriad of reasons that we've already discussed, you do have to do that stuff. And it is a bit irritating. And even from my point of view, it is irritating because I have to, I have to, I mean, as an example, something broke on a website the other day. It wasn't a catastrophic failure, but it was something where it, it did consume probably an hour, an hour and a half of my time for no no gain at all basically i just got back to where i was before i updated the plugin i could have rolled it back but i figured let's just go with it because i'm sure i can work this out um and that kind of stuff does happen all the time it it is uh, sort of swings and roundabouts it's a bit like a seesaw you know if you're going to go with wordpress there's definite definite benefits heaped on one side but there's also negatives and plugin updates and theme updates and security issues are a are a big concern but at the same time, it is one of those things which um, which enable, I'm sure, many of us to to make a living out of things like care plans because our clients want WordPress and they want the security and they want to pay for the updates to make that happen. Yeah, but you know what? I think one that goes for SaaS, which I'm going to argue, is is the easy e-commerce. So a lot of businesses might, you know, so I've. I don't know, I've got my ranch of alpacas and people take them out for walking and then I decide (laughs) I want to sell the wool for those on my site. I want a simple shop. So easy with the the Wix and the Squarespaces to kind of turn those on and they have, you know, lots of add-ons which would actually probably be extensions you would need to pay for at a greater cost. But also, you know, if you wanted to move into kind of WooCommerce, you you kind of got to find out that that's going to be your best solution in in WordPress. And then you've got to pick, again, all your add-ons from all the choices. And you're probably going to need some help for someone to to work on it. It's a very expensive thing to go to e-commerce from a, a kind of basic brochure shop. Here, it's pretty easy. You just kind of upgrade and there it is. Yeah, it's the, it, it's again, sort of swings and roundabouts. If you if If the SaaS platforms do exactly what it is that you need them to do, then I'm sure that there's... Uh, there's a compelling argument there you know you pay your monthly fee security and all of that is done the e-commerce side of things will work it probably looks fairly decent the the rebuttal to that i suppose would be that you've got no customization options you can't modify it particularly what it does is what it does you can't extend it you know and although obviously woocommerce has a history of making things break up on updates and things not working and that that can become become very very costly i understand over time um at least you've got those options you know if if you need for your shopping cart to behave in this way which is i don't know maybe you want it to have more of a funnel aspect to it 
there's plugins for that if you want it to look different there's there's ways of doing that as well if you need particular shipping requirements or whatever it might be there's a way of doing that in woocommerce um, or you know one of the rivals edd or whatever it might be um but yes with complexity mm. comes problems and my understanding from anybody who touches woocommerce is that it bites you from time to time and as an end user with a brochure site that's yeah. not a hidden cost that you suddenly want to bear you know suddenly okay we've updated everything some things have broken well we can fix that but it's probably going to end up for 500 dollar bill well suddenly you've paid for squarespace twice annually from that yeah um yeah and and that that's, must be a bitter pill yeah i concede on that one but there's definitely you know for the easy getting started because i mean i would think most of the people who talk to me about e-commerce don't know the first thing until they start if they ever run away success with it then they've got success they can build again new but it's that getting started in the first place that i believe the SaaS page builders will help you with much better than perhaps wordpress will yeah, actually, that's an interesting point, and maybe one that that really is at the bottom of all this. And it feels mm-hmm. almost like these platforms are very good on a beginner's level. the yeah. The Squarespace and Wix and Weebly are very good to get you started to build your online ambition, to test the water for a low monthly fee, to see if any see if you can drive traffic to it, see if the world is interested in what you've got to say or what you've got to sell. And then if it turns out to be something which is profitable in terms of time or money or whatever that metric is, you can then move over to something like uh, WordPress. So basically, David, what I'm slyly trying to say is that um, (laughs) Wix and Squarespace and all those SaaS platforms, they're for the children (laughs) and the the grown-ups. We're over here building yeah <laughs> that's so yeah. condescending we're over here building uh, things with a with a proper platform <laughs> and <laughs> and nathan you know when you're doing the design on your proper platform are you using the google fonts or are you using the adobe professional fonts uh, it's, a, it's a Squarespace? yeah <laughs> it, it's a good point yeah fonts fonts are gonna be free over on your platform are they uh, yeah, we're going to get. I think we're getting Adobe fonts here. Costs you a fair bit, doesn't it? Yeah, have yeah, that it would. For your... it definitely does cost you a fair bit. Yeah, there's ways around. You use Google fonts; they're perfectly good. Or you can go to those sites <laughs> and you know download them and upload them to the service. All fine. We can do that. Don't worry. That's a that's a minor thing. We can take care of those fonts. Um, yeah. So that that I suppose is is my sort of final thought on it. I'm staying. I'm staying over on Squarespace. I mean, good grief, what a, what a faux pas right at the end. I'm staying on, on WordPress. I've got no intention of ever building sites for anybody. And I know, interestingly, that that is a career for many people, but it's not something I'm going to do. I'm going to keep recommending WordPress. A, I know it. B, I understand it. And C, I've got control of it. So there's middle A, B, C. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, uh, obviously, I'm going to stay with WordPress, and I love it, and I, I think I still, overall, I still behind the open source element of this. You know, I, I still think the internet has just changed my life for the better, and there's so much uh, information sharing that wouldn't be there, and I think the fact that HTML was given away to us all for free, and that we have open source projects, I want WordPress to do better, just for the general good of the world. I don't want to see 
um, someone like Squarespace take over and rule with their proprietary code. So ultimately, it always comes down to that. And I just kind of love, even though there are quirks, I love WordPress. Yeah. So that is an argument mm. which we, we never sort of got into. We touched on the GPL, but just sort of the, the free nature of it, the fact that, mm. it, well, I mean, they say democratizing publishing. You could yeah. substitute that phrase for a, a dozen others, which means something similar. But the fact that you've you've got the ability to to be part of a community who are, it, I know that there are economic reasons for building WordPress and so on and so forth, but it's out there. It's completely free. You can learn as mm. much of it or as little it, little of it as you like. You know, increasingly WordPress, it feels to me, is going to be used as a SaaS platform mm. and kind of hide it away and make it look like a SaaS platform. And it can do all of those things and it can do all of those things graciously and it can be given away and it can be forked and it can be turned into whatever you want it to be. And it's it's just I just think that whole premise of it's free, go use it, make what you want of it, change it, whatever, is such an elegant and beautiful thing. Yeah. And I'm pleased we've got the likes so, because, you know, that was a good run for its money, really, Squarespace, Wix and that. When we argue the points, you know, it's it's good that us in the WordPress community have such a challenge like that because they are damn good, aren't they, really? Yeah, yeah. I think the, the biggest the biggest thing in their favour is the is the price, really. I think of all, you know, I know that the software itself works. It has a whole bunch mm. of features which work. Is just the price is so compelling, you know, just that one fairly modest fee. You know, when you add it up, the pricing for the basic plan, which doesn't offer too much in terms of, you know, it doesn't do things like uh, e-commerce and so on, but it'll get you a website. In in pounds, you're looking at £120 a year. Um, mm. It's it's really modest, you know. If you, had a, if you were to pay for your mm. hosting and developer updates i mean in all honesty you're looking at a couple of hours of developer time that's it just to pay mm. for that one thing and and there it is so the, i think the price is compelling and you know the feature set no doubt over time will become more compelling and, and it will be a struggle for for wordpress to keep up against this and obviously they're making inroads they're trying to make their editor more in tune with the competition so it, it it's feature rich in the same way that the editor's in Squarespace and so on are. We never really got into that ease of building, did we? Um, <laughs> no. But I, I think it's going to be a thing which we're going to run up against again and again. We're going to have to justify our, ex our existences as WordPress website builders and developers and whatever um, against these platforms time and time again. Yeah. I mean, the, yeah, it's so easy with this selecting a bunch of templates, which, you know, have been tested over a long period of time. And they're going to work well. Of course, the restrictions that you mentioned are going to drive people like us nuts. But, you know, just getting up and running for a lot of people is just such an advantage. But can I just say that, that I, I think the one thing that keeps me with WordPress even now, even though I think, well, I could, if you like, sell Wix and Weebly. It's still, you know, I could still make some money saying that I will look after your sites and build it on that. But ultimately, I do think, you know, I like it to keep open and say back to the tradition of when I started that when somebody gets me to build a website, they effectively own it. So the open source allows me to still say that. Mm. And I think also the final thing is really is that WordPress is so big that it's kind of trusted. I don't need to persuade someone to go onto the platform of WordPress. I just need to say I'm a WordPress person 
and these days they now know what that is because yeah. it's so big. Yeah. So I would have to persuade someone to pick Wix or Weebly or Squarespace or Moonfruit or whoever. It's a good point. It's a good debate. And um, as, as you might expect, we've ended up um, you know, <laughs> firmly sticking our flag in the WordPress sand. Yeah. I like that phrase, flag in the yeah. WordPress sand. Well, there you go. And I think really that absolutely awful phrase ought to mark an end to this particular podcast episode. So unless you've got anything else to add, should we knock it on the head there? Yes. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Well, I hope that you enjoyed that. I'm really enjoying this new debate format. It was David's idea to sort of be a bit more adversarial and pose one of us against the other, and it's really interesting. Now, maybe you agree with the things that we spoke about. Maybe you strongly disagree. Either way, join in the conversation. You can put comments in at the bottom of the post on the wpbuilds.com website, or it's always very useful to head over to wpbuilds.com forward slash Facebook. Join our Facebook group if you haven't already, and you can make some comments in there. We'd be very, very pleased to hear anything that you've got to say. The WP Builds podcast was brought to you today by WP and Up. One in four of us will be directly affected by mental health-related illness. WP and Up supports and promotes positive mental health within the WordPress community. This is achieved through mentorship, events, training and counselling. So please help enable WP and Up by visiting wpandup.org. Okay, WP Builds do an awful lot each and every week. We'll have another podcast next Thursday, but we'll also have our regular WP Builds weekly WordPress news next Monday. You can subscribe to that. Find out more about that at wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe. We'll also have our live news 2pm UK time. So there's absolutely tons going on this week. I'll fade in some cheesy music and say bye-bye for now. Mm-hmm.